0: Sun it's feeling great
1: awesome right how hot is it with you we're, we're in 100 degree heat right now in california what's it like out where you are
0: jeez uh we it's not so much 100 anymore like a, a couple of weeks ago it was like 113 but i think this week the highest was like 90 maybe 98 it's yeah. not too bad today today was a little cooler than than most days because of all the only rain we've been having
1: right Well you guys have all the humidity out there though right
0: yeah and that's what's been killing everybody like the sun yeah. might not be out but that humidity does something to you
1: <laughs> yeah it's like living in a sauna right
0: yeah but i like it i would prefer this than the cold and it's kind of cold any day so
1: okay well hey let me do your intro um ladies and gentlemen we're here on another episode of raise the bar this is our special uh labor day weekend edition i'm talking with tyra Gittens. she is did i get your name right I get the correct.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, and uh, Tyre is reading that you're from Trinidad and Tobago, and mm-hmm. you have also you're competing here in the U.S. at Texas A&M. Are you still at Texas A&M? No,
0: no, no, no. I graduated from Texas A&M. I'm okay, done.
1: so you're yeah, done with them, and you made the Olympic team in 2021. Is that correct? Yes. And I was reading through there the 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 account was a little confusing because it was talking about you're doing so many things i think that whoever wrote the wikipedia was confused they're talking about a high jump long jump and heptathlon so you obviously do a little bit of everything and what was the event that you made it into the games for was it the, the long jump
0: long jump yes and so i qualified with my 696 in long jump inside a heptathlon and i also and the, that hep that i did was with in or it was during conference um, and I was two points away from qualifying for the Olympics in the hip. But in that okay. hip, I jumped 195, which is a centimeter off from the standard. And then okay. in long jump, I got my, my record for high jump. I mean, for, uh, for long, for open long jump, yeah. <laughs>
1: Wow. So right on the cusp of two other events. So two more points yeah. to touch into the HEP and another seven yeah. into the high. So wow, you're one of the the new breed I've been noticing the last few years in the out of the SEC um, because, you know, there's a there's a couple young gentlemen competing, you know, in that same conference that, you know, made the Olympic team that are high jumper, long jumper types. Um, yeah, you're you're another one, a high jumper, long jumper heptathlete. So the, which one is your, your best event? Even though you made it in long, would you say that's your, your best or your favorite or?
0: Hmm. So my best, my favorite might be two different things. Um, I'm going to hold the phone up here because the son just got Athlete. hot, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, hmm, let me think. My favorite would have to be the heck overall. Um, but my best would have to be, okay, best as in like, well, Rankin, it is long jump,
2: uh-huh.
0: uh, but best as I feel the most comfortable, it's definitely high jump. High jump is the event that comes the most natural to me. I can do it with my eyes closed. Like, you know, like Brilliant. it's it's something that is just so natural that I just don't really have to think about.
1: So. Okay. So now you're from Trinidad, Tobago. What did Where did you grow up and then how did you get here in the States?
0: So I'm from a place called Saint Augustine, um, in Trinidad, which is it's near the university, UWI, uh-huh. U- 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 University of West Indies. Uh, but then my my dad, so he um, in Trinidad is a well-known gospel singer, songwriter, and producer. Uh-huh. And so he moved. We moved to Nashville, Tennessee, the music. <laughs> right, And right. he did some. Um, I. If I'm not mistaken, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm right. But he did work with uh, Amy Grant, and just like with some pr- produce produ- uh, production and stuff like that, I, and uh, and so that's kind of how we ended up there.
1: Okay. And then what about high school? Now you you grew up in the U.S. in high school, so it wasn't just track and field, right? What other sports did you play?
0: Oh my gosh, I hated other sports.
1: Really?
0: <laughs> yeah. I, the, the only other sport that I, I lied, I did gymnastics. Gymnastics was my first sport, and mm-hmm. if I if I would apparently I was too tall. And so like, you know, they were kind of trying to push me out of gymnastics. <laughs> right. And so I was just like, you know what, fine. I don't want to do it anyways, but gymnastics is definitely my first love. Uh uh-huh. Um, but other than that, but you know, high jump, but high jump comes, it's is pretty close to gymnastics. I, I think at least. absolutely. Um, but in high school I played volleyball. That's because both of my sisters, my older sister, my youngest sister, they both went to college for vo- uh, for volleyball. And, like, it was either my family, you were a musician or, <laughs> did track or, gymna- or track or volleyball. I did volleyball only because, like, you know, just to help out the school. But I hated every second of it. Really? Practice, I was such a grumpy pants. I was like, I hate it here. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> you no, know, but I used to do, I used to go to volleyball. And then I would go uh, to practice right after, like, a game or anything. And I'd oh, go my- practice with pastors. Oh. I can't talk right now. I would practice track. I right. go to my summer, my summer uh, track with precision precision.
1: Yeah. Was, today. Well, I've, I've been coaching, you know, athletes for a long time. And the, the thing that I have with high school kids and volleyball was that they, they do not go together at all. You would think, you know, that the training is similar. Like I, when I was at UCLA, I trained with some guys that were on the, the U S you know, both the, the Bruins and then they were also U S national team members. And, guys like um doug Partee and these guys were huge six five and they were doing the same kind of workouts we did you know they're doing yeah lots and hang cleans and you know the same plyos and you know they they jump out of the building but you know the kids that i've trained in high school that have that volleyball background they were always dead tired number one when they came to work out yeah practices were so long and you want to talk about overloading your your plyometrics i mean all the whole sport is just jumping all over the place so you know yeah. whenever whenever they come to work out they'd be half dead and I I didn't have the heart you know to make them do more jumping you know for the day yeah sometimes they just they just yeah. didn't have anything left you know Um, that's one of my pet peeves as far as sports training goes I think that both soccer and volleyball for the most part have not learned anything yet about um, load management you know like the the way the mm. nba and and the nfl have learned that you know it's really important to have everybody be yeah. fresh at the end of the year right and uh i'm sure you could tell us volumes about that being a heptathlete and long jumper and high jumper <laughs> you know, what it's like to you know overtrain what is what has that been like for you Have you had problems with overtraining do you are there things that you do to avoid overtraining like how how does that topic work with you
0: so um i would like to say i have a word for overtraining in my vocabulary but
2: <laughs> as,
0: mm-hmm. a, as a multi and I've been a multi my whole life um I just I feel I understand my body also understands uh the workload that I'm doing uh-huh. so it does take a lot for me to feel like I've been overworked now I've I've been to that point um last year um, after nationals uh, um nationals that was the first time in my life where I was felt like I did too much and I pushed my body a little too far and right. that was my goal last year. I wanted to see what I can do. That's another reason why I continue pushing in the hip and did nine events every championship, you know, and, right. um, cause I wanted to be the best in the hip and in the open, you know, and, <laughs> um, I did it, but that came with a cost. Yeah. Um, and so it's more of a, it's more of a, I, I, I knew I was doing that to my body, there would never be a situation where I'm like, oh, my gosh, how did this happen? Because as an athlete, if you're not self-aware with your body, (laughs) it's like you're not doing it right. Like if you can't, I mean, you're never going to be a you might not study all of the right scientific words and names for everything in your body. But if I I can, I should be able to know what my labrum is, you know, (laughs) and like I should be able to know. Like I can pinpoint, oh, I've had this injury before. Oh, this has happened before, and I should know how to pre rehab or post rehab. You know, like
2: right. there's
0: certain things that any any athlete, no matter how old, because that's something that I started at a young age, because um, it just benefited my my sport. You know, it's no fun being out. Right. It's no fun being injured, and so yeah. you're just doing your best. And like in the hept, like it, being a heptathlete. You have to like what I would do is I would do the hip, and then right after the 800, I would long jump would have already been started. So I would have to go put my legs up really quickly. My um, trainer would have to come over and needle any spots that need to be released. And then and I'm like,
1: shoot, yeah. let's
0: go. Like, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, I like, no matter how tired I am, like, I've just because I've trained for it my whole life, I've trained to do multiple events my whole life. Like, right. I know nothing, nothing else, you know, and mm-hmm. so just like someone trains to run a 5k and you're just like, Holy crap, how can you do that? But <laughs> right. your body's used to that intensity, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so it's different. It's different. But like, like I said, it's no fun to be injured. So I try yeah. to, I try to stay on top of those things. Does, but things that involve, do
1: does it involve a lot of, uh, is ice one of those, those bad words in your vocabulary? How, how good are you at, uh, icing down after workouts and doing, you know, complete submersion, so, that kind of stuff. Um,
0: um, and I, I can't speak on everybody, but for me, um, I have found that ice has kind of, it hasn't really benefited me only because after you ice, it's, you're not, you shouldn't really be moving around a lot, right. but after, as a student athlete, if you take an ice bath, you're probably going to either walk home or ride your bike home. And that actually causes a lot more injuries and it causes right. a lot more things and it takes it a longer time to heal. And so, um, for me, it's more of like a contrast I would do. I will always end on heat. And like, if I had an injury, I would ice it. I w- ice it, heat it, ice it, heat it. That's just to help the blood flow. Cause you don't want to just keep ice on it. Cause it, that's, I'm pretty sure this study's, uh, taken that. That's not, not really beneficial anymore. You just right. have to, cause it's, it, and so I've gotten, I have my own little methods, but I know every like things work for different people and it's really just trying to find your own method. But like, Rehab and like recovery for me, it's a lot of water and a lot of sleeping <laughs> and a right. lot of eating. <laughs> yeah, and also like my lacrosse ball. I have like ten. My dogs love them. They think it's I get them for them, but I don't. It's for me. Like
1: you, um, around, you know, yeah. I love
0: to sit on a lacrosse ball. Yeah, because yeah. like sometimes you need it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. So your your background in gymnastics. Now you're talking about it, and and I've I've had many discussions with um both. You know, like you said, the, the athletic body control involved in high jumping with bar awareness, long jumping, you know, getting through the air yeah. to a decent position and then pole vaulting. Um, there's a, yeah. you know, there's a lot of, uh, of I wouldn't, I don't know what you would call it, um, a need or a, a uh, awareness that gymnasts and acrobats make good jumpers, like you said, because, Number one, they're taught to be explosive and aggressive. And number two, they have excellent body control. You know, they know yeah. where their bodies are in space. So I, I find it interesting mm-hmm. that you had that background and that you're successful both as a high jumper and a long jumper. Not interesting, but almost like a, see, <laughs> this is, this is yeah. the kind of, kind of athlete you There's should find.
0: There's
1: something there. Yeah, it's a, yeah. pretty amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. So this last year at the World Championships, how did that all pan out?
0: So this year was a little bit more than track for me. I've had a lot, lot of changes, um, and the and a lot of um relationships that
3: shouldn't have been made. Let's just say that. Right. Um. Uh, uh, and this year was, quite long, but I learned a lot.
1: Huh? Got you fading I mean, in and out a little bit.
0: I lost, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I lost you, yeah, yeah, lo- I lost oh, you for sorry. a little bit oh, there too. All right. Is everything
0: good now? Can you hear yeah. me? Yeah,
1: yeah. Now you you just you cut out now? a little bit. Yep. Okay. I'm sorry. So you're talking about uh, your relationship but, um, the band yeah, this and... year? Yeah.
0: Yeah there there was a lot of there was a lot of uh outside noise right. and um this year it was it was about transitions and. This 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 transition was not a smooth. That was not a smooth one. It was supposed to be, but it was not. And so, um, I just the season was really just to finish it out. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. there was some things that, you know, it, like I said, it's just things that uh, have to had to be fixed, and it was right. taken care of.
1: So with twenty twenty two now and behind
0: so, you, so now- uh, uh now I put off mm-hmm.
1: So with I we're we're getting a little bit of interference I'm not sure where but um so with 2022 is is behind you now what's what are the goals then for for 2023 what's on the your your wish list or your accomplishment list
0: Well it's worlds again so I, right I'm I'm coming for my medal I, I knew I was I knew I knew I wasn't there. what this year I wasn't going to be a very strong contender this year, and I accepted that, and I wasn't going to beat myself up about it. But this coming up year, yes, uh, I'm coming back for my medal. <laughs> um, uh, next year I, it's not even more. It's not even like a, I want to jump seven twenty or anything. I just want to get back to my, into my con- consistency and into my schedule, and um, and I've already started to do that and so uh, i'm just excited that's kind of my goal for right now um and then once i start once season is coming approaching then i'll have different goals you know like but right now i want to get back into my consistency and practice because i know once my practices are consistent and i'm bringing in a certain type of intensity i know how my season will go and so right now my main focus is pre-season and getting um a really really good preseason. Uh, training session done. Like I'm excited yeah. to stop back when my coaches are like, calm mm, down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so with with your season now, you're competing on, on levels that I, you know, dreamed about competing at. You know, when I when I was in college, I I made it to nationals my senior year, you know, one time and I finished ninth and that was it. So I missed being an all-American by one spot. And then my college career is over and I'm into the world of, you know, do I want to train and try to make it to an Olympic trials or whatever. But you've already been, you know, to these things. You've gone to the NC2A finals. You've you've gone to the trials. You've gone to the Olympics. So you've you've been to these high levels. And now, having stepped up there, like you said, you're you're talking about getting your medal. Um, which which how long? The thing that, that was curious to me was, what's the difference between the college type schedule and then now being an elite athlete? And, you know, because when I was at UCLA, we just went wherever they went. You know, you didn't have a whole lot of say in the schedule. You just, <laughs> you know, you had dual meets and you had whatever you did. Yeah. And you just did that. And then, you know, uh, once you're done, things get a little bit different. Talk about that a little bit.
0: So the biggest change for me has definitely been the time I spent traveling. Because, um, you know, with school, we never go from back to back to back to me. Now I would probably stay in Europe for like, um for two months, like this year I was in Europe for a month, you know, going right. from meet to meet and like for Commonwealth. And then, and so I like, it was just, that was really hard. It was a new experience for me. I've traveled outside the country for me, but I've never been away for that long. Mm-hmm. Um, And so that was a, that was a new and difficult experience. So that one's different. And also the schedule, it's, itself. Um, like I said, it, you'll probably be in Germany when meeting, and then you got to go to Italy. And then, so it's just kind of back to back and like you might be in Europe from the fifth through the 20th in four different countries, you know, so that's yeah. the that's the hard part. And also you're not competing. You're not just competing for your, your for your uh, for your name. This is also it's not your income. This is my, this is my actual job. Like I always considered it my job even in college only because like, I had a full ride this is my job. This is what right. I'm paying. I'm being paid for, you know? Yeah. And so, um, so I still have that mindset, but it's still a little more because I'm also competing against everyone else who's been doing this for, for, for decades. And like, that's also the hard out experience because one thing that I learned in the NCAA was that one thing that set me apart is that my, my experience I've been, I've been making national teams since, you know, I was a freshman and like, so, NCAA has never really scared me in any, in any slightest, you know, or like I knew how to control my emotions. And so, um, but like, but like worlds and then the Olympics, like I was new to that. I was like, a, I felt like a freshman all over. I was like, yeah. See everyone that I grew up with and I was like, do you need anyone. So <laughs> I'm still giddy right. about it. Cause like, you grew up you grew up watching you grew up i grew up watching those girls you know and it's right. it's hard to explain because you're like i'm about to come, I i want to beat you but like i don't want yeah. to disrespect you you know and it's 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 difficult it was difficult but like that's something that i that's also been had not like you don't want to step on anyone's toes but you're like i always wanted to beat you you know so right. like i want to beat you now but it's 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 a way it's like an inner battle that um that I've learned that a lot of newcomers into the professional world have because it's like you looked up to this person so much and it's like, you know? And so that it's really hard. It's more emotional than anything physical. Now other than like the time the time differences and the traveling and the long fights. So here's a little tip. Make sure and get your medals because you fly back with a medal and they automatically put you first class. So Oh nice. <laughs> That's kinda like my Oh yeah. So that's my goal cuz like I, it's hard to be an athlete and fly an economy in those 12 13 hour flights, you know.
2: Yep. And yep.
0: so um, yeah.
1: Nice. So <laughs> the uh travel is tough. I I was uh the the thing that you said that impressed me was th- having handled these meets for a long time. Um we we were talking about this last week. I had um, Willie Banks was on uh, last week, and and also I got Kevin Young, uh, two former Bruin world record holders, and um, they were talking about that that stepping up, you know, to the to the next level. Like okay. you said, you know, the the first time that whole you know deer in the headlights thing. It, it's interesting to have you say, you know, the NC two A is really not that big a deal, but then you know the Olympics. I was the same way. You know, I grew up watching the Olympics on TV. I watched Dwight Stones, you know, compete in the high jump, and then. You know, when I got to college, you
0: kind of, hold on, you kind of, you broke, you were breaking up
3: that whole time. Yeah. I see, I see a
1: longhorns in the background.
0: And uh, you were breaking up. I didn't get to kind of I don't know why this is supposed to be a really good. I know. Wait, where'd it go? <laughs>
1: oh, there we go. I see the longhorns. <laughs>
0: Okay. I think this is better connection. So Okay. Can you repeat that? Because I wanted to hear what you had to say about Absolutely.
1: Uh, um, the growing up and watching the Olympics, you know, as as a kid, I watched uh in 1972. I was eight years old and I was watching the Olympics for the first time and I saw a lot of gymnastics. The the Russians were really good. They had this little pixie named Olga Corbett who was uh always on TV doing her stuff. And then um I was pretty young then, that was eight, but that was the Munich Olympics, which unfortunately with the you know the the jewish athletes that were killed and you know all that drama so there's history from the time i was a kid and then 76 was montreal and we had you know the u.s had great track and field teams great uh boxing teams you know and and i just i was i was in love with the olympics from the time i was a kid so i always wanted to do that and i remember watching dwight stones compete in 76 in montreal um with the you know, the rain controversy and all that. And he wore his yeah. teeth saying, I hate French Canadians. And then it's you know, like <laughs> this huge thing, you know, Dwight was never <laughs> shy about, you know, stepping out and saying stuff. And then, right, uh, and, you know, and Bruce Jenner won the, the gold medal the in the cap on, yeah. you know, and he was on the Wheaties box. And so, you know, that was all I knew as a kid. And I was like, man, I want to go to the Olympics yeah. so bad. I I could taste it. And so, you know, getting to UCLA and getting a chance, I actually got to jump against Dwight more than a few times and, um you know it's like you said you 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 want to beat them, and you also are like a little kid i'm like can i have your autograph yeah Yeah. but i want to beat you exactly (laughs) so you know yeah
0: i get it ivana ivana Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah ivana when i saw her i so way on i've loved ivana I, i know she just changed her last name um, but she's from Liberia. She's from um, not Liberia. She just retired. I don't know if you're if we're clicking.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, she's sure. from
0: uh, she's from Serbia. She's from Serbia. She's mm. like she just turned thirty eight. She's like one of the oldest long jumpers out here. Right. But she like her and Brittany Reese. Those two have been on that I have studied hard. Like. Hard and like when I put, when I met them, I was like,
2: <laughs> right,
0: and like she laughed because like I get I guess she gets that a lot, but right. like with Brittany, I felt really comfortable because like I've I don't I like I haven't personally met her, but like I have messaged on DMs before, and like when I finally met her, I was laughing and she was just like, oh, so you're like really like this in real life, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> she says that she follows me on social media, and so like it's just funny. You no, know, it was just funny because like I was like, "I'm yeah." She was just. It, it was nice. It was nice. Sorry.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's interesting too because I I have my own personal theories are that you know the athletes do. Everybody's got to go through that phase. I mean, you as well as you adapted to these higher levels of competition. There's always a level up where you're going to be have the deer in the headlights thing happen to you, right? Where it's like your first time you're on a new higher yeah. level and it's like, Oh my gosh. And I just remember again, watching either world championships, Olympics or something where the, it was either the Russians or the Chinese that had like these, these little gymnasts that were like four, nine, 85 pounds. Yeah. Like, yeah, this girl's 21 years old and she's from a lot of and I'm like going, oh, there's no way that girl's 21. She looked like, no, she was she was nine like or 10, you no. Know? <laughs> and then it's like yeah. they're like, well, that's the that's the perfect age for gymnasts. You know, they're light and they're fast and they're bouncy and they're this and they're flexible. Yeah. And I'm like going, yeah, and by the time they're in their 20s, they're all beat up, you know. But um, they would have yeah. them at these exactly. incredible high levels with all the pressure on them, and they were just like, eh, you know, it's just another world championships, been here before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And they just laughed. literally, yeah, crazy.
0: Yeah and it makes me feel bad. it makes me feel like oh that's like i had no idea because i know a lot of freshmen you know they'll come to me with advice about like news for like conference or nationals and and i'm just like it's just another meet. but then you have these professionals going (laughs) to all these diamond leagues and then worlds and like you know all these meets and i'm just like (laughs) like like i have a panic attack (laughs) and they're like Calm down, like calm down, and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> you guys, so cool!" <laughs> right.
1: So, do you have a plan in place now? We're we're two years removed from the next Olympics, so you, you're talking about getting back to this next year and and kind of getting back to normal. You said your schedule was a little off last year. You're going to get back to your normal training mm-hmm. and and go along. Is there a is yeah. there already a two yes. year plan for the Olympics? What is that? What does that set work like?
0: Oh, of course. So, drum roll um as you know i will be i can't tell you who but i am in the process of finalizing on my contract it like i said it's been a rough season Mm -hmm. but luckily you know luckily i've built my i've built my my name and my brand and also that speak for itself (laughs) so (laughs) luckily you know luckily like things have worked out where i i didn't have any issues finding a contract and so Um, That will be being announced soon. So stay tuned. But um, yeah, so it's it's been about finding um, like also I'm in the process of finding a new coach. And um, it's just finding it's it's difficult because you even though you believe in the people you work with, sometimes you need to be pushed out the nest. Um, And, you know, that was kind of like the situation with me and my coach at Texas A&M, Sean Birdie. He is an amazing coach, and I still stand by it, that he's one of the best coaches in the NCAA, or the one of the best jumps coaches the NCAA would ever have. Mm-hmm. And, um,
3: you know, but, but like... To, we both
0: knew that the kind of goals that I have so that we can get started, you know? Mm-hmm. And can and, and their goals match up with mine, you know. And so it's about finding um, the, my team. I'm building my team right now, and um, my agents have been amazing. Right. Everything has been amazing. My fiance has been amazing, and so uh, it's it's coming together. It's not the it was not the tradi- It was not the ideal transition, but right. it's still a transition. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's sure. tough, right? You got to put together. I'm just guessing because you hear this stuff all the time. Now, uh, I didn't have an entourage because I was too too low down the chain. So like I was my own sports nutritionist and, you know, uh, what do you call it? Physical therapist and all those kinds of things. But, um, you know, I'm guessing you've got a, a nutritionist, uh, a guy who designs your your workouts. Yeah. You may be a, a sports psychologist um, although I don't know with you, it sounds like you don't need one because you were you were solid from the time you're were, you were so young. You said you're like ah, these big meets. What do I need a sports psychologist? No, go straight ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, oh my gosh, no. My I I've, I've seen a therapist since my freshman year. Yeah, my coach, Coach Brady. One time there was a really hard workout, and like I couldn't, I I froze. I was like, nope, not doing it. Uh, mm, 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 mm. He sent me straight. To these sports psychiatrists, and I and I saw him ever since. Like yeah. I was, I was like, I, I panicked. I was like, because <gasps> it was the 800 workout, and like I don't know what about. I think it was just a rough day, and that's when I, I that's when I realized that, like, you know, it's so much more than track. Like, yes, you, our bodies can do it, but if our mind and bodies aren't in sync, you can't force your body to do it. That's when you get injured, right? So, I learned a lot. That I learned a lot my freshman year. I'm glad I did because I would not be the same this right. <laughs> that I am now. So,
1: so now are you going to push full steam ahead with all three events still, high, long, and and HEP? Is that, is that the plan?
0: So, this has been a disappointment to a lot, but uh, I'm just taking care of my body. Like I said, I've been doing the HEP my whole life, and that does come with way and um, You know, the NCAA is. Uh, it has like my four years in collegiate sports. It was. It seemed like a little bit more than four years due to uh, right. how many events I did. Sure. And so um, I have decided as a professional, just for my my just so that I know I can have a long career. I'm just doing open events. Um, mm-hmm. It's. It, it was a tough decision
1: because, right.
0: like, like I said, the HEP is my favorite event, and it's it's my child, it's my baby, right? Um, but um it's time it's time to to kind of zone in on one to two three events um yeah. and it's long jump for sure high jump is still something that i want to do but uh as a profession like the meet sometimes might it might not a lot the schedules of the meets and like what like uh the schedule of the actual meet i mean and not just the meet itself like High jump and long jump might actually clash too much, too many times right. for me to even. It might not even be worth it. Um, and I've just been talking to friends. You know Javon Harris. Yes. Yeah. So he's he's been having that same issue, and so I've been having to think about uh, that a lot lately. But so right now, I know for a fact, how long jump is it. And honestly, I, I want to get back into hurdling. Um, mm-hmm. I know, I know, I have a lot of potential there. I. I no
3: I'm
0: and so i really want to so i'm just curious to see what i can do at right. the open event so um, for right now and it's going to be long jump and hurdles and maybe high jump but that's that's kind of yeah because i'm I, i'm struggling to say goodbye right now so
1: well, you know maybe you're in good job. you're in good company there because uh Jackie Joyner, kersey who trained at UCLA while I was there, she was, you know, very good at both of those, the long and the the hurdles as I remember. I think she was more more famous for the long and was, I believe, world champion in the long as well as as the hep. But I seem to remember yeah. some, some hurdles in there as well. Maybe not as much the hurdles, maybe it's just the long. I can't I cannot remember. Yeah. Gail Devers was the no. Best.
0: Her hurdles were still
1: extremely
0: yeah. extinct. Extreme. She was really fast.
1: She was good. Yeah. I I just don't remember how how many events she did. You know, open. I remember the long jump was very consistently. She was always in the long jump. It was her and Heike Drexler were always going at it. Long
0: in the mm, long, yeah.
1: And they were both yeah uh, yeah yeah. It was.
0: I think it was long jump triple, and I think triple jump was also a big one for her. Triple yeah. jump.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, Jackie. I don't remember triple, but anyway, yeah, that that's not unprecedented. Uh, and like you said, from a uh what do you call it <laughs> a body body maintenance, like you said. Just- I'm
0: sorry, that was not Jackie Joyner. I that was that was my that was uh, that was uh, Terry Harrison. That was not the same person. My no, bad. <laughs> no. There's a lot
1: of great athletes I was out there like, that get confused. Right. <laughs> I like the fact that you Yeah, bought a- my bad. Ron- I said it. Yeah. Well you brought up Javon Harris and and we were talking about that earlier. I said, you know, there's some, some young men that, you know, that are, you know, he, he made it to the Olympic finals in both the long jump and the high jump, which hadn't been done in the in the US since Jim Thorpe, you know, and Jim Thorpe was in the nineteen twelve Olympics, right? So it's it's been over a hundred years since somebody did that. And you know what I'm amazed at this is a recurring theme Tyra on this on the podcast um here on raise the bar we've talked with many different people I talked with Kevin Young just last week and Willie Banks and um Doug Nordquist and you know these are Olympians and they love track and field and they're still all about it even though they're you know getting older like me and retired. But we're talking about why is track and field still not what it could be. You know it's not as famous as it was. I mean you've been over to Europe now. I don't I used to hear that Europe the crowds in Europe were amazing. The stadiums were packed, and now I'm hearing that it's not it
2: as, is, as quite it's as good amazing. as it was.
1: Is it still that way over there? Because I've heard
0: no. different
1: reports. It's depend on where you are. It, so, well, it, it's wherever you are. That's where
0: Commonwealth. All <laughs> that that's right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Commonwealth was absolutely. I mean, you would. I would, and I've been to big crowds like a uh, like football. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the commonwealth they were people. It, people like piling over, like so many people wanted to be there. And I guess it's because, well, the the Queen and her the Queen was she was not on site, but she was watching the meet. And she they right. they really advertised. It's I really think the difference is just marketing,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and and it's just not a part of U.S. history, right? Like like it should be, um, you know, like for us, like football. So- soccer soccer for us is like yeah you that's in our blood you know because it's a part <laughs> right. of our history track and field um you know seriously cricket it's a part of like our upbringing yeah whereas american football i don't really know much about it you know i'm right. like Woo, i care because my fiance loves it i'm in the background like <laughs> like i don't know what's going on <laughs> right <laughs> but um so i really think that's the difference and it's going to be hard and it might not it might have been like really popular back then only because i think more people i like please tell me if i'm wrong what i think it is is maybe that because more people like cross like uh competed in like multiple events professionally mm-hmm. like you know how some people like football players would come to track more
2: right right or
0: basketball, you know like more more spo- like sports would blend more so people's fa- favorite i don't know football player would be like oh they're running track too let me go check that out i right. don't know
1: yeah but
0: you don't find that you don't find that often more because people
1: are
0: like i'm not trying to hurt myself Eh, you know as much yeah i I don't know if that's it or yeah sorry
1: go ahead well there's there's a lot of um you know specialization you're talking about now here in the united states you know if you're a football player the high school coaches like to keep their football players all year round you know and the volleyball players because now they have they have the school volleyball team and they have club volleyball so they play volleyball all year round you know it's like the coaches are like little hitlers they don't want to let them go do other stuff like when we're when I was in high school, we did yeah. we did all everything. You know, everything. whatever sport was in season was what you were doing. You know, so it, it has changed quite a bit uh, in that respect. And
0: that actually could be a good a good point, though. Yeah,
1: yeah. that was so a good there, point
0: because like, that growing up. We all did different sports. Yeah, you know so, exactly. Yeah,
1: what I'm wondering wow. is, you know, for multi-talented people like yourself and Javon, um, you know, again, if I'm the meat director. And I've got these young athletes that are super talented and they're doing things that nobody's done in so long. Like, with Javon, you'd be like, really? Jim Thorpe is a big name, okay? This hasn't happened in over a hundred years. Then let's change the schedule, (laughs) right? Let's make the high jump and the long jump work together. It can't be that difficult. (laughs) It really can't. You got to have somebody with a little bit of vision. It really- You know, hey, let's tweak the schedule i agree you know
0: but it's because it's because if they like what i've seen um because like they try to do the different jumps like they try to like sp- spread it out um but then you have more long jumpers doing triple jump as well right um and so or the high jumpers or some you have more like they might you have more long jumpers and triple jumpers mixing um nice. and so they try to separate long jump and triple jump only because that those two events kind of go hand in hand sure. some, in, a, in a way. but um one thing about it is because high jump and long jump they're so different in their in their like uh techniques and like everything is comp- it's the opposite. and right. that was like a huge thing for me this year because like in as a hep, I didn't really learn the technique. I learned to like work with it. so I even in long jump, my six ninety six, I high jumped that. I was like, and load up. <laughs> and I, yeah. I mean, seriously i I had a perfect lean. Too, it's a lot, hilarious. I wish, lot I, of <laughs> air. but yeah. And yeah. so, um, now that I was trying to fix it, it like messed up a lot of things. I was, I ended up long jumping and high jump, and it was like
3: a lot of things that have been going on. And
0: you know, talk to I'm sure he would his process. It's been, it's quite confusing, and it hurts, and it does hurt your body. Um, but like I said, it's doable. Yeah, Yvonne can do it. It's just, um, it's more of a people sponsoring us. They don't really like it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's...
0: So it's more, it's more of a, you got to choose one thing because like it takes you a high jump coach. Isn't a long jump coach unless you're, you're training with a multi. Now I will benefit from that, but that's because I'm a multi at heart and I, I don't know what right. anybody says, so, like I will always and forever be a multi and it's weird to say that I'm not, but. But like, it's just it's hard to find coaching because you know they want they want you to be in an environment that you're gonna be successful. But like, how do you find a high jump and long jump coach? And do we have to pay for both of those coaches? And it's yeah, it's a lot of things that are outside our control. But like, I feel like with the right people around you, and sadly he's not a deck or doesn't have that background. But um, there's ways to kind of get around it. I'm trying to do that. But if not, then I'm not gonna, you know, pitch a fit. Only because I'm, um, I'm, I'm still young. I'm just, I just want to try. I want to try different things. So we'll see. Right?
1: Yeah, well, that's. It's interesting you talk about that too be, with the coaching because I just found this out in this last year. Or so I've been trying to break out of a like a 20 year, uh, kind of a step back in my career because I started started coaching at the junior college level right after I got out, done with my career at UCLA and did that for like five or six years and it was fun you know you, you get like a, a small stipend mm-hmm. you know and it, it's a quick season it's like from from January through nobody really had an off season so I wasn't working you know in the fall um, and lots of times you know I started working at the high school level so I was coaching football and so football would go through the fall and then you'd switch over to track you know so you <laughs> can do that double but it was like I wasn't thinking long-term. I wasn't thinking like, you know, I want to coach at this high level and and do all these things. So it was like, yeah. I didn't realize at the time that, you know, if you're going to become a coach, you need to start quick, you know, and hit the ground running almost as soon as you're done. Yeah. And then, you know, the other thing I'm finding out is that in, in track and field, and again, we talking about this, but the the money, there's just not a lot of money to be made there as a coach. Like when you want to step up to yeah. this level, it's like, I make way more as a teacher in high school than I, you know, than these jobs that I was interviewing for this year, Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, and they want five times the hours that I do put yeah. in teaching and pay me, you know, almost nothing. So it's like, wow, this is, you know, I, and any yeah. other sport that I've been looking for, I, I get these, these things pop up like last door and these different job search things and, and they'll go. Hey, you want to be a, a girls softball coach at some place I'd never heard of? And they're like, We'll pay you 51K. And I'm like, 51,000? I go, I haven't seen that kind of money for you know Ooh, that's like to- any <laughs> other sport. It's like you could pick any sport and they're gonna pay more. I'm just like the track, track and field is still, you know, on the yeah. spot. And so it's it's weird when you're, you know, you really love the sport and you want to do it at a high level. And like you said, you're you're an athlete at the high level and you're like, okay how do I get from here to here? You know, how do I get that next step? Yeah. You know, and is there somebody that can help me, yeah. you know, technique wise even more than, than what I've got already. So that's a tough call.
0: But I, I do have like, I've been, this is what I've been thinking about. Um, one thing about track and field is it's probably the least, like it probably does the least, the the worst when it comes to marketing. Yes. Um, and I think it's that, and we i feel like we have some of the most
1: amazing athletes in,
0: <laughs> i feel like we have the most personality across the board right you know and it it comes it shows in our running but like i feel like if we start to push and like from a young age the athletes like this is not you're not just run it's not just about running down the the, the track it's not about jumping over the bar. this is about how you express yourself and that's kind of what i've that, that's what i've lived by in track like anytime i did a head that was my stage like that was my i loved the like that was my stage and i you all sit down and watch yeah. you know and like that's a big part. like no because it's like you you can't just think about your nike or puma or adidas contract uh i don't know bumble or you just and- yeah all the small all the things they're going to want to come to you just not just because you happen to be an olympian but because you have a good following you know like and that's as a whole if we all start like just showing our personalities and like being out there more people want to invest more money into our sport but right now no one wants to no one everyone's like oh i don't like people in my business and i was like it's not about that you know like it's about being like you need to be in like you can inspire so many Young athletes just by a post saying today killed my ass, excuse my language, but like today got me. Practice was, I was dead, but you know what? I chose to do it, like just something like that. And like, you don't know who yeah. you can inspire, and like people love yeah. that, people want that because they know you can inspire. And it's right. like, they, I really think that that is like a really good way of helping bring money into the sport because like that's what we don't have. We don't have those leaders because everyone is so to themselves, like, right? Like, track is like filled with leaders, like, because we're all our own leaders, like it's an individual, it, you know what I mean, like. Mm-hmm. And so I really feel like that would
1: help. Well, that, <laughs> what you're talking about is something that Willie Banks mentioned and, and Willie's podcast hasn't come out yet, but it's coming out soon. But it, it he was talking about the fact that, you know, that he was the one that developed the clap. Like he was one, one of the first meets. Yeah. to know, the whole story about how he did that. But it's like, you know, Willie realized early that it's a show. You guys are putting on a show. You are entertaining. Yes. We, you are competing For entertainment Mm -hmm. dollars, which depending on your market and depending on where you are here in in L.A., it's stupid how many people are competing for your money. It's like you've got, you know, the L.A. Rams, L.A. Chargers, L.A. Dodgers, L.A. Lakers. You got the Kings. You got the Angels. And these are just pro teams. You've got USC football, UCLA football, USC basketball, UCLA basketball. You've got all these different things competing plus hollywood and you know if someone goes hey we could go to a ball game you go hey we could go to a concert hey we could go to a museum you know and it's like this constant competition for your dollar let alone netflix and everybody else is trying to get you to stay home and watch tv so you know it's like this ongoing battle yeah said if you're just out there even if you're great and you're competing and you're winning but if you're just kind of like yeah, you just go through the motions and yeah. you know, some people are terrible interviews. Like when you, you put the mic on them, and they're just like, you're like, Oh my gosh. didn't anybody ever prompt you <laughs> into how to talk, you know, it's like,
2: exactly. I mean, like, you've got you got to take feel? those
1: moments. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You gotta, you gotta show up at those moments, but like being a showman and, you know, doing what you're doing with style. Like I look back to, you know, Willie was one of the first and then Flojo, you know, Flojo that won Olympics. She was, the hair, oh, yeah. and the nails, and everything was on point, you know. And it, it was always like, and then when the cameras were yeah. on,
2: yeah. then
1: that's when all that stuff would come together, you know. Because you can't just look good, <laughs> right? You still gotta, you gotta come out and win. exactly.
0: You have to exactly you exactly perform, right? And it's like that is you 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 hit it down to a T like that, like that's that's all it is. Like just it's a show. You go out there and like honestly. And, to, and what I what I like from today and like now entering the professional world, I have noticed that you because if me and, and one of my friends, we jump the same thing. They look at your social media, they look at all of that and they're like they, they watch you and how you compete and how you engage with the crowd. And they would choose someone who's very engaging with the crowd and over yeah. the person who might have like a centimeter over me in my PB you right. know like it's like even though like it's not about just being good anymore because that being good people don't know what they're doing when they come do what they're looking at when they come to the <laughs> right you know like seriously yeah like, people are just like oh they, that's why they 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 just like to just see people have fun they're like oh my gosh like when i was in europe I, I had a crappy meet but because i was like smiling engaging everyone and everyone just thought i was doing having the best time of my life and i right. was just dying inside because i was <laughs> shit, you know like right. <laughs> and so but they didn't know you know yeah. and like they like i you know that they, they came to take pictures and i'm like trying not to cry but i'm like <laughs> you know like, right it's about it's about an experience and it's like and but that's still i still had an amazing experience because like even though i had a bad day i had so much fun and people that's what people feed off of
1: right right well that's that's Aww. good showmanship right so you you taking yeah. that and you're learning these lessons young, you know, like you said, it's, uh, yeah. it's a real opportunity the the cameras aren't always on, you know, like, <laughs> that's one thing we, we both know, you know, there's, there's a limited run, right? We just watched, Um, I watched Serena Williams, you know, and, and her sister play tennis this last week, you know, both yeah. Serena made it through a couple rounds, and then lost in a match that I thought she could have won um, at 40 years old, you know, and she's been playing tennis since who knows when? Probably six when she picked up a racket. I don't yeah. even You know, Tiger Woods started golfing when it was three, <laughs> you know, and as long as they've been on the scene exactly. as long as they've been, there is a time when they will no longer be dominant and they that that thing will come to an end. You know, we're watching it and I think we're we're milking it for all it's worth, but like Tom Brady is 45 yeah. years old, he's still playing football, right? <laughs> like, dude, yeah. 45. When is he gonna hang him up? But these you've got these athletes staying longer, but still eventually it's gonna come to an end. And and you gotta yeah. strike while the iron's hot. And then, you know, what do you do, you know, after? You know, once that's yeah. done. You know, so do you have any thoughts about that's that? So you
0: degrees right?
1: have you thought oh about God, uh, of
0: course because I mean I hello? Go ahead. Well you no, sorry, I I it was slow to. Yeah. Well, uh, I, come I was
1: asking if you had had thoughts of what you, uh, this is early because you're so young. So it's, it's, it's a really advanced question to say, what do you, what do you think about doing once you go to hang them up? You know, like, have you thought anything about broadcasting or what you would do after that? Or any ideas?
0: Yes, actually. And that is uh, exactly what I got my degrees in. <laughs> right, And so like my first one is leadership and development only because I, I'm obsessed with development and not just like only track or in whatever sport, it's just like being a well-rounded athlete, being mentally sound, being able to re- recognize that you are not only a sport and that you are bigger than that and that you have other assets to life. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then also uh, commu- communication and broadcasting. Um, I did a course when I was here, mm, Longhorns, you know, right. um, broadcasting is something that I definitely want to do I love talking and I love my sport I love the head I love I love all of the events in track and field and so um commentation is definitely something that I wanted to do but also public speaking or not even public speaking just uh, you know um my goal is this is like the ultimate goal and I probably I really don't want to wait till like I'm done with track to start it but but um uh, there's just so much talent in the Caribbean mm-hmm. and I it's just ridiculous in how there's just not enough resources.
1: There's, there's
0: not enough feed like re- resources but also like there's not enough people coming down and looking um,
1: right. and so
0: what I've planned on doing because I do have amazing connections here. Um, I wanted to start a, a track camp but not just like a regular one. I want it to be where you you meet every it's a probably a week or two week long and I will send out scholarships for the athletes that I have personally scouted throughout. And, um, but I will, I want to bring from different countries. I want to bring a uh, nutritionist. I want to bring sports science, uh, psychiatrists. I want to bring, uh, uh, masseuses. I want to bring chiropractors, I want to bring right. all of those things and different coaches so that these athletes can be exposed to, if you want, if you're serious about this, this is what you, this is how you need to do it. Yeah. And, you know, it, like, and sometimes in like, in like happy day, a group would meet with all of the, like they have like a class, so they're learning these things and they're learning how to do this. They're learning how to take care of themselves without the appropriate res- resources. And then after you might be, you're going to be trained from a uh, with some of these amazing coaches. And like, right. I, I, you know, and like every year I wanted to be in a different Caribbean. Uh, I want to start it off in the Caribbean. I wanted to be in a different Caribbean island, but then I I it to expand because like, like it's just like I've been a- blessed to be around an amazing group of coaches and tra- trainers and like like my my whole life and wow. um I see like my countrymen and I see people from where I'm from and it's like like that could have been me if my parents just didn't like make a decision. And right. it's like it's just I wouldn't say fair, but it's like if I, I, I do have the voice and the presence to at least start something. And so it's just me doing something that I feel like should have been done a long time ago. Right. Um and so that's, um, that's kind of like where my head is at when it comes to like, like,
2: yeah.
0: uh, how do I say leaving a mark or like, yeah. like, like a legacy, but I guess it's not even about me. It's really just like, what, how can I make the sport? Be- how can I leave the sport better than how I found it? You know, and Given- so that's just kind of me with that. But like,
1: yeah. yeah. I hear that all the time, uh, you know, giving back. You know, I've had people tell me that, you know, I, I like your passion for your sport and you, you know, you're trying to give back. Mm-hmm to to it, you know, and it's like, so that that strikes me uh as that um I it's as you're doing that, my brain is going to, you know, on my my Instagram feed, I'm constantly getting people sending me videos of them doing stuff. And, you know, sometimes you see, you know, well developed nations and sometimes you see kids jumping on barefooted on dirt. And it looks like they threw a couple of, you know, Matt yeah, was over here, and you know, and they're like, <laughs> they're asking you questions, yeah. sir. What, what should I do to train? And I'm just like, uh, you know, I don't even know where to start. You know, it's like, and I, part of me is like, you, yeah, I, I don't know anything about. Any first, you
2: need <laughs> shoes. I'm like,
1: yeah, first you need shoes, and then you know, we'll, we'll talk about yeah. some lifting and everything. But it's like, literally, there's so much talent. You know, I'm watching these kids, and I don't know whether it's you know just the area that they're from, whatever, but I'm like, they're perfect high jump types. So they look like they're six feet tall and like 110 pounds, you know, and you're like, you're fast and you're light and you're flexible. So yeah, I, we'll get you some shoes and we'll go from there. Um, but yeah, they're yeah. an unbelievable amount of talent, like you said, and and yet nobody's either taken the time or, or really toughed it out yeah. and tried to to go back there and dig out those gems. No one wants to
0: really develop athletes anymore. No one wants to develop anymore. Everyone just wants already good athletes and just kind of build off of that. But it's like, that's how you build the best kind of athletes. And like, I'm one of those athletes. Like I came to, when I came to college, yeah, I was a 185 high jumper. And, but like in the head, I was not, I was like below sub, like I was bad. Like I I was mad. My PB was like 5,400. Mm-hmm. It's nowhere near where I like, yeah. where I ended up at. And, like, Brady took the time to, like, break me down with all my bad habits. And, like, it was – but it was it, – it, like, it couldn't have been any – like, it, that is exactly what every athlete d- deserves. Like, right. we all deserve that as a coach, you know. And, and so
1: – Well, that's awesome. As, as athletes,
0: but I mean, the, the coach deserves
2: it. Yeah, you get yeah.
1: it. I hear you. I <laughs> – I think it's amazing, um, you know, that, that goal of giving back and, and getting down there, that's, you know, and, and using, uh, you know, what you've been blessed with to, you know, take it to the highest level. Hopefully we're talking about, you know, Olympic medals and you do all that and you get your platform, right. And you've got your, you've got your, um, your social media and all that following, and you've, you know, become a spokesperson and, you know, you're a great interview and then you start broadcasting. And then now when you say, Hey, the, you know, Tyra yeah. getting is reaching out to do these camps down in, you know, in the Caribbean. And it's like, Oh, well, you know, we need a catchy name and you get some, you know, you'll know a lot more about, uh, I'm sure you probably know tons more than I did about, you know, getting sponsors and, you know, getting the people with money to mm-hmm. back you, you know, to do that. And yeah. uh, But what a great, uh, idea. That's just, that's the first, first time I've heard that, you know, going back and, and reaching out in that area. Well, listen, uh, Tyra, yeah. it's, I know we're, we're running up on our hour here. Um, we, we have to do this again. You're, you're just a joy. Yeah. And, um, you got to talk with Barb. I don't know you, Barbara Bichaca, um, I know she she reached out to you first, and uh, she's she's running uh, a lot of the podcast stuff for me. So, um, but we'll mm-hmm. we'll stay in touch, and definitely do this again. And um, I need to know, you know, where you're going to be competing. Are you going to be at Mount Sac again next year? I'm assuming, hoping that's one of my favorites to go to in this area. Oh
0: yeah, that's that's how that's that's very likely because it's a free meet. Well, it's not. It's a very easy meet for me to attend. So most likely, yeah. So if you're gonna be there,
1: yeah, that'd be great. Probably, most Um,
0: likely, see you there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. The the um, I was there last year. Barbara was going to compete. I think against uh, they had her scheduled to go on Saturday, and then they bumped her back to Friday. So she jumped on Friday, and mm-hmm. and won. I think she won. But then Saturday, you know, was Vashti, and you know, I think all all you guys jumped. on yeah. Saturday. So she didn't get to jump. So I yeah, was. Yeah, we
0: jumped Saturday.
1: Yeah, I stayed around. Oh, here.
0: I did. Okay. I was about to say. I was about to say. Like she was there, and I was like, I don't remember competing against her.
1: Yeah, she went on Friday. They they bounced her out of Saturday for some reason, and she jumped really well. I think she she jumped she jumped 183 or 182 or something and then you know vashti oh well she
0: started. did better than us on saturday yeah
1: yeah, yeah. It was it <laughs> yeah saturday weird was reason. rough
0: i don't know if it was i think it, like it was either the wind or like i think it rained it
2: yeah something did was it weird. rain
0: i don't remember something Some, was yeah it, the track yeah. was really 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 rough the track uh-huh. was hard as heck and so i mean you, know, you know it should it happens but like uh the guys yeah, went it was crazy just a rough on, Saturday on
1: Saturday. Saturday, the guys were jumping seven six, like the kid from SC jumped seven six. And uh one of the guys was a Texas tech <gasps> guy who jumped seven yeah. five, former Texas Tech guy on Saturday. Oh
0: my gosh. Yeah. Saturday. So yeah. that it was He's crazy good insane. for the
1: guys. But yeah, the um I was just impressed with the place. I they've really done a good job of remodeling Mount SAC. and it looks like they I have heard that they've got Nike money running through there now. And and the other rumor I heard was that they might want to move the trials there, which would be pretty amazing if they were able to get them away from Eugene. And if it doesn't happen by 2024, maybe by 2028, when the games are coming here to L.A. back again.
0: Yeah, I think that would actually be a really good idea. And I didn't know that they were going to try and move the trials there. That makes so much. it, it, It just makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's closer to, you know, and again, LA is a huge media center, you know, as as great as Oregon is. And I'm a UCLA guy. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the Ducks, but, you know, they run a great meet and all that. And it's a great place. (laughs) But, you know, I would, as living in LA, they run a great meet here, like like, you
0: can't control (laughs) the weather.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, well yeah. back in 84, you know, you had the Olympic trials and then we had the games here and it was just, it was crazy. You know, there's so many people running in and out of LA. It was just, you know, there's nothing like it. All right, Tyra. Well, thank yeah. you so much for your time. You're a joy to talk to. Of and course. the best of luck this next season. Thank you season. for having me. Stay healthy, train well, and, uh, you know, have a, like you said, you you learned a lot of lessons last year that I'm sure you'll put to work this year. Your first year as a pro. And uh, we're looking forward to.
2: Yes. Outstanding. I'll be, listen-
1: <laughs> I'll be listening and watching all your your stuff, so I know this announcement that you're going to make, so that I'll I'll see what it is. Right. All right.
0: I know. I'm so excited. But thank you again for having me.
1: Oh no, it's my pleasure. Thank you, and we'll talk soon.
0: All
3: right. Bye. Okay.
1: Bye. Bye. And there we go. And that was Tyra Gittins. She is um, a former Texas Tech uh, high jumper, long jumper, and hip athlete. You heard her talk at length about uh, differences between collegiate and elite level competitions, which she experienced last year. Um, she had, a, a, by her account not not her best year but um, is ready to move up to another level here. It looks like she's going to be letting the heptathlon go and pursue the long jump and the hurdles and maybe occasionally some high jumping. Uh, very talented young lady. Um, she got a big following on Instagram and other social media I'm sure um, we're looking for great things from her this next year. she had some uh, great insights. Into our, our ongoing discussion of what is wrong with uh, track and field on the national level here at the U.S. and internationally, and um, she had some great ideas on um, you know better marketing, better marketing for sure. Um, and uh, she's a real joy to talk to. We we have to see about cleaning up some spots in there. We had a a little bit of a time lag issue, but um, and again. That was uh, Tyra Gittins here on Raise the Bar with Troy Haynes, your host of Sky High and Fly Jump Camps. want to make in a couple of uh, announcements for the Sky High and Fly. We're going to be starting up a uh, high jump 101 class, uh, Zoom class. We'll be announcing that and advertising it on Instagram and other platforms as well, um, where if you are – a beginner, you have a uh, son or daughter just started high jumping and they want to know what to do, it'll be an hour long or more and we'll cover as much as we can cover in that time timeframe. Uh, we will be having more podcasts come your way. You said just um, by the time these come out, I've had uh, a current raise the bar with Willie Banks, formerly of UCLA, world record holder in the triple jump. Uh, Many great stories. Also, um, just spent about two and a half hours talking with Kevin Young, uh, another teammate of mine from UCLA, the former world record holder in the 400-meter hurdles. Uh, We hadn't seen or heard from each other in over 36 years or something like that, so uh, it's a rather long podcast. We'll probably have to break that into a couple pieces. But until then, until you hear from us again, this is Troy Haynes signing off. Uh, Remember to Raise the bar in all that you do, and we'll talk to you soon.